From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It's our joy today to welcome you, and I trust that you'll join with us day by day as many times as you possibly can. We're here five days a week on this good station, and thankful to the Lord for the privilege that we have to open the Bible and to share with you the good things that God's given us in His Word. I really appreciate you joining us, and I do hope you'll check us out on our website at swordofthelord.com. I'll be happy to send you a sample copy of our Sword of the Lord newspaper, now in its 89th year of publication, and uh, I think you'll find it to be very, very helpful. I hope the broadcast will be helpful to you as well. But if you'd like a sample copy of the newspaper, just write me a note, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133, or do an email at radio at I'll get it out to you immediately. This week, we are doing a series of messages that I've entitled, A Crash Course to Keep You from Crashing. Now, I'm just talking about some very detailed and basic things that will be helpful to you as you live your Christian life. And I want to turn today and read as a point of beginning in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 and following. It says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I want you to watch here carefully now this next verse, number 27. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means... When I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. And when the Apostle Paul talks about being a castaway here, he's not talking about salvation. That is not some reference to losing salvation, but it is, in fact, a reference to the matter of service. It's a reference to the matter of living a clean, solid Christian life. It means you don't want to be put on the scrap heap, unable to serve the Lord because of something you did that disenfranchised you as a servant of the Lord and embarrassed the Lord in the process. He's basically talking about let's don't crash. Don't become a castaway. Now, in line with that, let me remind you that there are warnings in the Bible that we need to take very seriously. For example, in Colossians chapter 2, that verse that says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So we need to be careful that the world doesn't become our master or that we begin to serve the world in such a way that we are no longer representing the Lord well. A lot of folks who are professing Christians, and I'm convinced some of them are genuinely born again, but they listen to the allure of the world. They hear the voices of men clamoring with humanistic philosophy, and because sometimes it brings them prosperity, or perhaps because it generates pleasure, or because that maybe it makes them popular, they because of that or some other reason, will do what the world demands 
and they let Christ just uh, sit in the background somewhere, at least for the moment. And that is always a terrible situation because what it does, it decimates the testimony of that Christian. There are people, I'm telling you, in every good church in America, I'm convinced, there are people sitting there, and thank God they are there. We are glad they're there. But they are there at the same time. They're not plugging in, and they're not going to go soul winning. They're not going to even witness to somebody. They're not going to give out a gospel track. They're not going to do any of that because they know they are not living like they ought to be living. And in effect, they, although they're born again, they are a crashed Christian. They're not serving like they need to serve. They're not living like they ought to live. And a part of what I'm talking about here this week a major part of this study, a major part of just looking at these passages, are giving some very basic information that will enable us to not go the crash route. Now, in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7, it talks about being rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. We need that establishment. We need that rooting. We need to be built up like that. Now, you don't get that watching trashy television. You don't get that messing around with Internet sites that uh, really are off the norm and off of the Christian base. You do not get that from messing around with your friends in uh, bars and other places where that all kinds of trashy things goes on. We just do not need that, and it does not root us right, it does not build us up, and it does not establish us in the faith if we go that route. So what I'm saying to you is we need to be rooted in the Lord, I mean, dig into the Bible, dig into the Word of God. Let that be the place where you get your cues, where you take instruction. And then Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15 reminds us that we are to be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. So our job, our responsibility, our duty— unto the Lord is that we would shine like a bright beacon light, that we would let our testimony be so clear that it will provide light on the path for other people. We need to be shining brightly with the message of the gospel, with all of the testimony of Christ. And when we do that, we do provide a place where that other people can be influenced in a good way. And of course, that verse reminds us that even in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, and whenever you look at our society here in North America— we have a lot of crazy things happening in our society that does not line up with God. It does not line up with the Bible. It does not line up with a Christian testimony. But you and I are supposed to be shining lights just the same, no matter how dark the day, no matter how dark the night, no matter how dark our society becomes, we are to be that beacon light for the Savior. And so he says, be blameless and harmless. Now, harmless would suggest that we don't go about doing damage to people. Blameless would suggest that we live so clean that even if somebody throws mud at you, it won't stick. And that's the kind of thing that you and I have to do if we're going to have a testimony. The fact is, we are saved by grace. We are sinners, and we need the salvation of the Lord. 
but he expects us to clean up our act, clean up our life, straighten things up, get our life in line with a consistent Christian message and testimony. And that's why he uses the term blameless here. If people can look at you and say, oh, you're involved in that, and you're involved in that, and they're looking at all kinds of worldly things, and because you're still involved in it, your testimony doesn't ring true with them, and your witness doesn't do any good with them. So he wants us to be, as he says, blameless and harmless. That harmless word suggests to me that uh, we need to be on the up and up. We need to be strong in our faith, strong in our testimony. Otherwise, we are going to harm people. I mean, if we live carelessly, it will mean that uh, maybe some people will look at us and say, well, I don't see any point to becoming a Christian. And so you and I have the responsibility to be blameless and to be harmless. I look also at Ephesians chapter 4 verses 14 and 15, where it says that you be henceforth no more children. Now, what we're looking at here is maybe not exactly a situation of carnality, but we're looking at a situation where that there's immaturity, where it's just uh, oh, just naive things, but not quite on the track that it needs to be. I mean, children are bright. Uh, they are personable. They are hospitable. I mean, they can be very loving. But at the same time, children sometimes do unwise things simply because they don't know. And that's one reason why once you are saved, once you are born into the family of God, I want you to get in a good, solid, fundamental, Bible-believing church. I want you to be in a church where they've got a Sunday school, where they're open Sunday night, where they're open on the midweek, and where every time you get together, somebody is open opening the Bible and telling you things about it, either in a teaching or in a preaching format. And when you do get into that kind of a situation, it'll help you to grow so that you'll not just be a child spiritually, but you will mature as you go along and as you grow in the Lord. So this verse says that you henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Now, the fact is, the theological arena, there's all kinds of things happening in our world today. I was traveling late last night and in the early hours of the morning this morning, and I listened to some radio stations and some radio programs while I was driving. And uh, I'm talking about religious programming. And some of it was so far off the trail. Some of it just did not meet muster at all. And uh, that is the kind of thing you got to be careful about. Otherwise, if you just sign on to what this calls every wind of doctrine, that is every teaching that comes blowing through town, every little thing that people come up with that are just strange and weird and different and do not meet the kind of muster that you could say that is definitely a scriptural premise. A lot of folks take Bible words or they take a Bible verse. They take some thought, some concept, and they tweak it just a bit. And first thing you know, they've got something that is not even in line with the Bible, and yet uh, it's what they do. It's what they proclaim, and they preach it, and they do it without hesitation. Now, he goes on to say in that Ephesians 4 passage, verse 15, that we're to speak the truth in love, we're to grow up into him, in all things, and that just simply means we need to be growing as a Christian and developing a maturity that will stand us in good stead. Now, all of this tells me 
that we can, in fact, keep from crashing. We should not wind up on the scrap heap, but instead, we ought to grow, we ought to get strong, we ought to be mature, and if we'll do that, we are positioning ourselves, building a foundation that will sustain us and that will enable us to be the kind of Christian that we need to be. You know, I drove through a couple of cities in the process of my driving last night and early this morning. And when you drive through the downtown areas of these major cities, you'll discover that they have those tremendous high-rise buildings, some of them 40, 50, 60 floors high or more. And the thing that you don't see is they've got a foundation that goes deep into the earth, uh, maybe several stories deep into the earth. And the foundation, even though it may not be obvious right on the surface, nonetheless, it is there. Somebody deliberately put in a foundation so that if you wind up on the 60th floor way up in the air, you'll feel fairly solid about it because of the deep-rooted foundation. And because you have been built that way as a Christian, there will be less likelihood that you crash when some ill wind blows in your life. Now, tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday, I'm going to give you some pointedly specific things from the Bible that I think you need to latch on to, and we'll really give you some helpful things. So we've laid the foundation. We're going to keep talking here for a couple of days about a crash course to keep you from crashing. I hope you'll get in touch. I love to hear from you. My mail has been good, and I'm just delighted to hear from you. So write to me. Let me know that you hear the broadcast. I will appreciate it very much. Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, dear friends, thank you for being along with us today, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.